My dad continued to fly the skies in first class for years and years to come because really anything and everything is better when it's done in first class. The lap of luxury is the best of laps to be sitting in for certain. But you know, you can't always afford such things, especially when you travel all the time, which is why I encourage people to do less. But when you do it, go all out instead of, you know, just going out all the time to Applebee's hold off on that and maybe hit a Michelin rated restaurant every now and again. I hope I provide a first class experience for you each and every day, even when I might be phoning it in, but that's not going to happen today. Even if rumor has it, this is recorded ahead. It doesn't matter because still I want to be honest when we talk about nude beaches, honeymoons and lace as we strip down to our skivvies and go joshing around. I only got to fly first class those three times that were comped by American Airlines. What I remember the most is getting my own personal salt and pepper shaker delivered each time a meal arrived. I never saw anyone famous on my flights and neither did my father, but on one leg, we had a flight attendant who went on and on about all the famous people he flew with. In fact, he dropped so many names, he spent most of the flight picking them up. A year after that trip to Barbados, dad invited me to go on vacation with him again, but this time, in addition to paying for my own flight, I had to pay for that of my pregnant wife too, because somehow, a year later, and I'm not only married, but expecting a child in less than eight weeks, but that's another story entirely. On this flight though, true to form, dad did fly first class while we were back in coach. He waved goodbye as we went through the curtain and we didn't see him again until he came out of the plane looking relaxed in St. Thomas. I've talked about my crazy ex-wife before and that's the very same person I'm talking about on this trip accompanying my dad and I to St. Thomas. Now, the saving grace here is that she was pregnant and those were the only bouts of sanity I got to enjoy in 40 months being together. 18 of them she was pregnant and you know what? That was palatable, I guess. Even if she was a little saner while housing part of my DNA, still 80 over 40 is a pretty low ratio unless you're Ted Williams in the major leagues. Now, that said, there was a poor ratio of stairs to sidewalks at the resort we stayed at in St. Thomas to go from our room with a beautiful view down to the pool or breakfast, lunch or dinner. We had to descend what my dad counted as 1,243 steps. <laughs> Take that, pregnant lady. We've been asking this week for stories from your vacation. Looks like we're lucky enough to get a call in from super listener Allie Moon. Allie, it sounds like you're interrupting your workout to call us. Do you have a vacation story? I do have a vacation story. I'm on the bike at the Y, so if I'm heavy breathing, sorry. Okay, so my mom and my stepdad were getting married in Las Vegas. And two things, two embarrassing things happened to me. I walked around this arcade for the whole night with my barn door open. And these three guys, they kept looking down and kind of chuckling. And I don't know what the hell they were thinking. They looked like 18, 20 years old. I kept thinking, why are these guys kind of snickering? It's like, I don't look weird, you know? And here I go back to the hotel room and I discover that my barn door's open and you can see some stuff. 
Okay, I'll tell you another. Same vacation, similar story. I'll tell you in a sec. While many Caribbean islands are home to iguana, Barbados had wild mongoose, and St. Martin had a ton of hummingbirds. As for St. Thomas, well, they had a senior frogs and a vagrant pulling a donkey with a face full of makeup. On many Caribbean islands, if you do any shopping in the downtown marketplaces, you're going to find a lot of lace and linen for sale. That's because the same people that address children as master also buy fine tablecloths on their honeymoon. While we didn't buy any tablecloths, linens, or lace, my forever wife, my beautiful queen, and I honeymooned in St. Martin. And there we were lucky enough to find a bartender early on the trip who asked us, quite frankly, you like to drink? Do you like to party? And we were lucky enough to say yes. As I've said before, the key to a great Caribbean vacation is to rent a Jeep, have a cooler full of the local beers, and just head out beach hopping. Now, we were encouraged by a ton of squares back home to visit one particular nude beach on the island. So after visiting six, seven, eight exquisite beaches, we finally made it to the nude beach, which was, oh, on the Atlantic side of things, covered with seaweed and any other flotsam or jetsam that washed ashore. And then there were the naked people. Before we even made it to that beach full of prunes, because let's be honest, the people at a nude beach never look like the folks using the pool in a beer commercial, we stopped by the bar where we met a real horse of a man who seemed like he was going to be fully nude himself, but luckily he was wearing a skin tone speedo. That thing coming out the bottom was just one of his legs. We're still taking vacation call-ins. Oh, and it looks like we have on the line now the inspiration to the soon-to-be epic Joshin' Around City Skip Day. Hello, go ahead. Yo, Joshin' Around, what's going on? This is CyberShots. Real quick vacation story. Um, taking a cruise with my wife, my brother-in-law, and his wife. We're going to the Bahamas on the ecstasy from Carnival. And um, I did not know that it was spring break. So I had a couple of books that I wanted to read. I had just bought them. I got the name of the books. So I'm sitting there. She's like, what are you doing with those books? I'm like, I'm going to read them on the cruise. She just started laughing. I'm like, what's so funny? <laughs> so anyway, we get on the, you know, we get on the cruise ship and the, the DJ goes, welcome spring breakers. And my mouth just drops and I dropped a book. I was like, oh, no, you did not just bring me on a cruise with a bunch of spring breakers. No, you did not just do that. So I dropped the book. And this um, scantily clad um, young lady picks it up. As for dad, well, him and I, we didn't vacation again for several years until he finally deemed my kids old enough to travel with. He kept on going, though, flying first class once a year to any timeshare destination he so chose until he finally became a real old man on his trip to San Francisco when he flew out first class with dreams of really being free. And instead of finding people with flowers in their hair, instead he found overflowing trolleys full of tech executives that just needed to get to where they were going. He kind of crushed his 1960s dreams. So instead, he just dined at the same old diner every day until he'd finally had enough, called the airline, and booked an early trip home. By choice, he decided to fly coach. And that was the end of that. We've gone to Disney ever since, and you know what? I'm happy to do it. As our duty to the people, 
it's necessary to use this platform to provide a public service announcement. And with that in mind, we'll let one of our vacation callers spread the word. Go ahead, tell them, Allie. And to this day, I'm still on the bike, by the way. To this day, I, when I get outside, I always check my fly. Like, I check my fly, <laughs> I don't know, probably, oh God, 10 times a day. Because of that experience. It's a weird thing, and you know what? I've caught it being down. So I think it's a good habit. <laughs> Check that fly. That's great advice. We've mentioned on the show before, check your fly early and often, especially in this hypersensitive climate we live in today, because you never know when a downed barn door could be misconstrued into some sort of advancement. That said, I'm dying to know how things ended with cyber shots on that carnival cruise. So you dropped your book, and then what? So her and her boyfriend go, hey, you dropped a book. Here's your book, Mr. Sir. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's calling me Mr. and Sir. I was like, never mind, you can have it. She was like, for real? I was like, yeah, you can have it, don't worry about it. Uh, you can have it, keep it, just keep it. So anyway, long story short, I see her during the, you know, during the cruise, I see her and she's reading the book. And she's like, it's a really good book, Mr. Thanks a lot for giving it to me. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And she saw the look on my face. So every time she saw me, her and her boyfriend just started sending me shots. Sending me shots. I mean, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm good. I don't need this. It's like, no, thanks for the book. I'm like, okay, whatever. So they just start sending me shots the whole cruise every time they saw me. So after a while, I'm like, yo, come here. <laughs> come over here. Look, I don't need shots. I'm cool. I'm good. You can have the book. Just tell me about it or whatever. I got to say, that's quite an old-timey tale of making friends by exchanging literature. It turns out the book was a retelling of Eat, Pray, Love as experienced by zombies. And that, my friends, is the rest of the story. Stock up on linen and lace, make solid eye contact at the nude beach, and remember when traveling to San Francisco that Joni Mitchell isn't currently writing works of nonfiction. Until manana, bid adios to Senor Frog before we once again say bienvenidos a más joshing around.